When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you want to listen to this episode or any of our episodes ad-free, you can do that now. Head on over to Patreon. Click on the ad-free level. You get all of our bonus shows that you've been hearing so much about. Plus, every single day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, you can listen to this episode or any of our other episodes at the same time, ad-free, over on Patreon. Today, we share this never before aired, never before aired here, never before aired on Patreon. Chat with the one, the only, Miss Alexis Jesus Jugs Bellino. It's from the past, and we're going to share it here today as you guys listen. I really want to know. I really want to hear from everyone. Do you think the producers made the right decision in not bringing Alexis back this season with Tamara? I mean, there was all this talk Alexis was going to be back, and now she's not coming back with Tamara. So as you guys listen, what do you think? Did the producers make the right decision? Do we not need Alexis back in our lives? Or the more you listen to this, the more do you think, man, those producers made the wrong decision. Alexis back with Tamara and Shannon and Heather would just have been epic. I want to hear from all of you. And now enjoy this chat with the one, the only, Miss Alexis Bellino. Hey, everyone. This is David. Welcome back behind the velvet rope. Let's just get right into it today because we are joined by the one, the only, Ms. Alexis Bellino. Hi, guys. I'm in a bedroom. (laughs) We're we're at the lake house, the condo lake house, and um, we have two of our kids out of the five here today at each of them. One of them's in the living room. The other one's in the kitchenette off the kitchen. Drew had to go to the workout room, and then I'm stuck in one of the bedrooms just because it's like, I don't, I can't, we can't talk if they're talking to. So I know everyone's used to this kind of life and, and it just is what it is now. So it's well, like a bedroom. <laughs> thank you. I mean, we like tried from the outside, but I think the Wi-Fi it just wasn't happening. Yeah. Much better here. Cause you were being, it was spotty with you too. Do you, so you're at your, this is like your beach house that you've escaped to. Yeah, we have a boat. Our kids are all big boaters, and so are Drew and I. I'm still learning it, but he's really, really good. But um, yeah, so we live in OC, but we also live here part of the time, too. That's nice. Are you are you from the OC originally? I, I forgot. No, I'm from Missouri, but I've lived in OC for, well, or in or- I've lived in Orange County like 16 years, but I lived in San Diego, like the La Jolla area, before I moved to OC. Do you love living in Southern California? I just knew I wanted, I was a Cali girl. I went to, I nannied for a family and they flew me to their California house with them. And I got back when I was like 13 and I said, mom, I am a Cali girl. I am going right after college. (laughs) So I did. And your mother's like, okay, have fun. 
like, you know what, in utero, I thought you were a California girl. And she's really like, you know, she's kind of um, eclectic, let's say, but I'm like, how would you know if I'm in utero that I was going to be Callie? And she's just like, I just knew. Did you, when they were casting the first season, you know, like, was there a buzz in the town? Like, I mean, I know you weren't in the first season, but like, do you remember that? Because I'm picturing like it's a smaller community, right? Well, it's pretty big, but it does, you know how the world shrinks as you get older? Like you can, you can know somebody in Europe and you're like, what, how do I, you know, it just, it just shrinks. But um, anyways, it was a really big buzz. And there was at this uh, restaurant at the time was called Temptation and they were doing the big, um, like preview launch party for the show. Right. And my ex-husband, Jim had known a couple of the girls that were going to be on it. I was pretty new to this area. So I didn't know very, I mean, I knew Gina Q, which is how I got on the show, but I wasn't really good friends with many of them, but he's like, we're going, we're going. Cause we knew the owner of the restaurant. So we showed up there and it was just, it was just such a fun show. And it was way different back then. I don't know if you guys should really take the time to watch like one of the first shows of the first seasons. Cause it's, it evolved into something totally different, but it was good back then too. And, and yeah, it was was a lot of fun. So I say that all the time. Like if you go back and watch the first season, like it's, I mean, are you shocked at like what housewives has become? Yes. And so I was on season eight. So it had eight years to go or no five through eight. So it had four years before me to evolve into something even different. And and yeah, and even now, like, even if I, I don't watch them now just because I don't have enough time to really watch a lot of TV with five kids. But even now, if you catch a glimpse of one, it's even so much different than it was five years, like on season five. So I think it just keeps evolving and changing into something new. So you met the whole first season cast, like when you went to that party with Jim? Yes. And I, I wasn't really close with many of them, but um, Joe and I now are very, very close, but we that has, that's a friendship that grew over time. But Gina Q, we knew from being out and about and real estate and just philanthropy and all of that. Um, and then Lori, uh, Jim knew Lori and her boyfriend at the time. So yeah, it was a lot of fun. I swear, like every single OC housewife past and present I speak to knows Gina Keo. She's like the mayor. <laughs> she is. Oh my gosh. We should name her that. You just send her a little mayor plaque and have her put it up on her, on her like whenever she's doing podcasts, I'm the mayor. <laughs> it's everyone I talk to is like, I don't know this one, that one, but everyone says they know Gina. True. So true. So you like watched it before you were on it, like those first four seasons? Well, what's funny is Jim was the one that was addicted to it and like, housewives is on tonight. We got it. Cause a lot of times husbands don't admit it, but that he was really into it. And um, yeah, it was, it was funny because he, he wouldn't miss, you know, he didn't want to miss one. And then I eventually started to get more and more into it, but he just really related because he was from here. He knew every, everywhere they were going. He knew all the people. So I think it, that's why it was a little bit more interesting for him. And it's like shocking, like when, you know, like a national show, even though it was the start there comes to your hometown. Exactly. Exactly. So was it Jim after four, like those four seasons, like every season was Jim, the one who was saying like, Alexis, come on, like you're right here, go and apply. No, I think he kind of thought that he, I mean, I know he thought he wanted me to, um, but I really wasn't looking into that. I had, I had very little kids all under like four years old, three years old or four years old. So I was just not really in that mindset. Um, but then Gina, it, the funny thing that happened is we were at masters one night eating dinner and Gina walks up to me and gives me a hug and she goes, Hey, hope you don't mind, but I turned your name in for the show. And I'm like, what do you mean turn my name in? And she's like, well, every year they ask us about a friend that they, we think is perfect for the show. And so then sure enough, they called me the next day and, and that's how it started. Wow. Did you 
like have any reservations? Yeah, Jim and I went to therapy for it. And because we were already, no one really knows this about our marriage, but our marriage, you know, we were in therapy a lot through our marriage just because, and I never thought I was going to end up divorced. I figured we'd just figure it out somehow, you know, but so we went to our therapist um, just for routine checkups and maintenance and all that. And uh, we sat down with her and told her about it. And we went through all of the things that could happen. We wrote out a contract like Jim and I did together about like what I would and wouldn't do um, on the show. Like, like you can't, he didn't want me to really go traveling a lot with just the girls, but then we realized I had to do that. But, you know, just respectful things like towards the marriage and stuff like that, because it, it does, TV is a little bit like, you know, whimsical and you kind of can catch yourself in a predicament you don't really want to be in, but then you're there and the TVs are capturing, capturing it. So was Jim more worried when drawing up this contract than you like, don't do this, don't do that. Or were you worried too? Like, no, it was, it was mutual at that point. Yeah. It was, you know, cause I respected our marriage and I did not want to do anything that would jeopardize that or, or hurt our relationship, you know, or strain it any more than it already was. So, um, but I definitely, Jim and I definitely have different, 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 feelings about it. He thinks the show still was the demise of our marriage. And I do not at all. We were already, we were already not doing well. Um, the show just, it actually gave us more to talk about and more to like relate to than we were doing prior to that. So we have different feelings about that. That's what I was going to ask you. So he really thinks like, if it wasn't for the show, you might still be married. Well, no, no. I think he thinks that the show really pushed me me to be too strong-willed or just to where I, I don't know. It definitely did make me a stronger individual. I mean, anytime you're on a reality show, you are going to leave that show with 10 times thicker skin than when you started. So he's probably right in that aspect, but I think we just, we just tried really hard. We gave it our all, you know, and, and if, if you can't make it work and therapy of eight years didn't help it, then what do you, you got to just, you know, at some point it's better for the kids to see us totally happy and in great relationships than the other, you know? Is he bitter towards the show though, or now realizes it's not the show? The wait is over. That's right. Season five of the Kardashians is here. Just when you thought life couldn't get any faster, they're punching it into overdrive. Chris, Courtney, Kim, Chloe, Kendall, and Kylie are back and continue to defy expectations in all their endeavors. So get ready to go behind the glitz and glamour of the most iconic family on television. The all-new season of The Kardashians premieres May 23rd, streaming on Hulu. This summer, the world must answer one question. Why has no one made a popsicle that gets you high? yet. That's right, it's summer, and it's time for you to get your hands on America's new favorite product, Danksicles. 20 milligrams of THC in two great flavors, the latest and greatest innovation from IndiCloud. Is IndiCloud the greatest company to come out of America? Maybe. But what we do know for sure is that IndiCloud is the best way to get dispensary-grade cannabis delivered directly to your door, 100% legally. Yes, they ship legally to all states. No medical card needed. Whether it's vapes as big as your head, flowers you won't find in your mom's garden, or of course, popsicles that get you high as What are you waiting for? Go to indicloud.co slash spring24 and get discreet delivery on top shelf THC products. Head over to indicloud.co slash spring24. That's co, not com, to snag 30% off your first order. 
I am literally looking back on this summer as truly the best summer of my entire life. I have never been in so many Ubers and on so many boats and have taken so many trips. And it's all because of Relief Band. I literally was afraid to go on boats before. Relief Band is the number one FDA-cleared anti-nausea wristband that has been clinically proven to quickly relieve and effectively prevent nausea and vomiting associated with motion sickness. It also can be used for anxiety, migraines, hangovers. Oh, I use it for a lot of hangovers, let me tell you. Morning sickness chemotherapy. It stimulates a nerve in the wrist that travels to the part of the brain that controls nausea. It then blocks the signal your brain is sending to your stomach telling you that you're sick. Kind of cool, right? Listen, it really works. That's all you need to know. So if you're finally taking that trip this summer that's been on your calendar since 2020, I've got good news. Right now you can join over 100,000 Relief Band users with an exclusive offer just for Behind the Velvet Rope listeners. Go to ReliefBand.com and use promo code VELVET. You'll receive 20% off plus free shipping and a no-questions-asked 30-day money-back guarantee. Remember, it's better to have a Relief Band and not need it than to need it and not have it. So head to R-E-L-I-E-F-B-A-N-E-F-B-A-N-E-F-B-A-N-E-F-B-A-N-E-F-B-A-N-E-F-B-A-N-E-F-B-A-N-E-F-B-A-N-E-F-B-A-N-E-
the formula and everything. And I was definitely, uh, it took me that whole second year just to wrap my brain around it and understand it. And then, you know, third and fourth seasons, it was like, I felt like I was a natural at it or, or got it a lot more than I did the first two. But Cause like, I mean, in a way what you're saying is like you come in and like the women that have been there kind of like know what they're doing. Like they already you, know the formula. They already know what's going to happen and that every dinner it's going to be a fight or you're going to, somebody's going to get called out at every single dinner. And so then I just didn't even want to go to the dinners. Cause then you're like, gosh, is it going to be me this time? Or like, you know, what's going to be said? And yeah. So. And, and like in real life, you know, if you have a fight with someone, you can just say, no, I'm not going to see you here. It's like, you're literally coming face to face with a person that you're like the last person you want to see. Yeah. And you're required to, and then you have the reunion that you have to go to. So you have to face all the baggage of the whole year and, and, do it all there. So it's fun though. I, I don't have any regrets at all. Do you feel you had it like harder than some, you know, cause it could seem to me like, you know, there was this gang up mentality, you know, you were phony. Like, this is just what I remember of your seasons. Totally you know, true. like that was the thing that came up a lot that they all kept calling you phony. Like, do you feel like you had it harder than some? Yeah. I feel like, I feel like a few of them, also, when they were agreeing and, and like Heather Debro and I've had a, discussions now, she she kind of fell into it and and joined them. And then after she left the show and she saw so much clearer of of exactly what was happening, like she apologized to me like twice, I think, and once in person, and then and I was ignoring her at another one, and she did it again. And so I finally just kind of was like, okay, I really do forgive her. Like she's being super genuine about it, and she really didn't understand everything at the moment. Um, so in some ways I do feel like that, but I feel like everyone gets a bad season at some point so, or like a, a rough season where it's their, their one to be called out, their time to be called out. And that so, was, and that was after the fact, like Heather reached out to you, like, well, like after she left and rewatched it. After she left and just kind of understood more of the, like how it all happens and, and that they were all kind of wrong about me and, and ganging up on me at the same time. So I think that just, I think that's what just made her realize like she you know, I'm really not phony and I'm really not a bad person. Like I am a, I'm a, a pretty kind hearted person. Like, and that maybe that's why they think I'm phony because they think someone can't truly be that nice. But I, I really, it makes me happy to be giving and to put myself last and put everybody else first. I mean, like you saw that on boot camp. If you watched boot camp, I got, I got called out by the doctor on day two and he's like, Alexis, stop caring about everyone in this house and focus on you. That's why you're here is to fix you don't worry about everyone else's issues because that's all you're doing. And it's, it's just something I've been that way my whole life. So I don't know where it comes from, but I'm just a care. I should, I should be in the, like a nurse's aide or something, a caregiver. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I think if someone, you know, needed a nurse and you walked in, they would say, Oh my God, there's Alexis. <laughs> so that would be a whole nother level of, I mean, is that what Heather apologized for? Just like coming at you for. Yeah. Just like going along with, some of the girls at the time and not like really getting to know me for me and letting them, letting them give her a mental idea of who I really was and what, what I really was about. Um, instead she wanted to just like give me a chance to get to know me and it didn't happen in that, in that way. Is she the one that you had like the most? Cause I mean, I've watched the show obviously, but like just from your point of view, is she the one that you had like the most issues with? getting along with or was it someone else? Uh, well, Tamara was the culprit for all of it. And, and from season two on her and I just never saw eye to eye. And once I caught on to her and how, what kind of 
person she was, it was somebody I didn't really want to be friends with anyway, but, um, you know, and then Gretchen and I had the falling out. So, um, because she went back to Tamara and just kind of like kicked me the curb. I mean, there's so much more to that story, but so then it was, it was those two. And then Heather joined the cast a little later and then that happened with Heather. And so it was just, it was just messy for me. Messy. So Tamara or Gretchen or Heather. <laughs> all three of them really for at least for one season. And it was all three of them. You know, I love talking about man candy here on this show. And you know, did you ever realize how many hot bald men there are? Vin Diesel, Tyson Beckford, Tay Diggs, The Rock. We could even throw a John Travolta in there. Well, listen, do you ever think about, you know, how bald men shave their heads? I can tell you from all the bald friends I have, they're doing it all wrong. So anyone out there who's listening who is bald or ladies, do you have a husband? Listen, if you're using that same multi-blade razor that you use to shave on your face, wrong, wrong, wrong. Razors were made for flat surfaces, not curved heads. Bald men and women need to check out the Flex Series Electric Shaver from Freedom Grooming. This shaver changes the game. It has five rotary blades that individually flex for a closer shave. Compared to an old school razor, oh my god, the Flex Series shaves 50% more hair in a single stroke. So for the upcoming holidays, yes, we're heading into that time of year, birthdays, or just because, get your ball guy the best shaver of his life. Freedom is giving our listeners an exclusive discount. Visit freedomgrooming.com slash velvet for 20% off. That's freedomgrooming.com slash velvet for 20% off today. It's so important to prioritize your mental health and wellness every day. I speak from experience when I say when you work on yourself, you start to see and feel positive changes in all areas of your life. Therapy has really given me the tools to deal with challenges as they arise. It's helped strengthen my relationships. For my therapy, I've turned to Talkspace. Getting started is the most important part. And listen, I mean, we all say it. I'm going to wait till something goes wrong to get started. Wrong. Start now. Start today. Talkspace has helped me so much. They're the number one online therapy platform. They have thousands of licensed therapists trained in over 40 specialties, anxiety, depression, relationships relationships, and on and on and on. And you all know I'm in the Hamptons for the summer, so what I love about it is it's mental health care that meets your needs wherever you are. As a listener of this podcast, you get $100 off your first month with Talkspace. To match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com. Make sure to use code VELVET to get $100 off your first month just for Behind the Velvet Rope listeners. That's velvetandtalkspace.com. Do you, so you, you speak to Heather now a days? Yeah. I mean, we're, we're, it's not like we call each other up and go to lunch, but our, our kids are good friends and have been to each other's birthday parties. And, and if we see each other out, it's, you know, it's great to see each other, but we're both just really busy. And I, I, I mean, once, once in a blue moon, but yeah, but she's, yeah, she's a great person. And, and our, our relationship has, definitely move forward in the right direction. So what about like, do you speak to Tamara or Gretchen at all? No, no. What about like, if, if I saw them out, I would say hi just to be cordial and to be a, an adult, but that's the furthest that I would go. A hello. And then just keep walking. Hi. <laughs> Have you seen them? Like, I mean, like you say, the world is small now that we're older. Yeah. I've been, I've ran into Gretchen has been at um, a luncheon uh, one time and, and I don't even, we kind of like said hi or looked at each other, but it wasn't, we were at opposite ends of the, 
of the luncheon. So it wasn't like we needed to walk up to each other and start conversation. But um, Heather, I feel like I ran into Heather more than anyone else. And just, just at dinners or somewhere. And it's like, hey, oh my gosh. And then we catch up for a minute and then we move on. And so. you just never run into Tamara. I don't. It's, I think we're just, we run two totally different lifestyles. So I think that, I think we just don't, you know, and she's in Kodo. I'm, I'm in more of like the Newport OC area. She's in Kodo. So I think, or I don't know where she is now, but that's just where she used to be. So is Chateau de Brow like as unbelievable inside as it, I'm picturing it to be? I haven't seen her new one. I was only at her old, old home. I've never been to the new one, but I, I can imagine it is just something that you it's like probably a museum I would imagine it looks it looks unbelievable why why do you think on the show too because like you got a lot of flack for you know like your Christian beliefs and I mean like there was a lot of talk about you know that they didn't think that you could look the way you do you know be attractive and have fun and drink and still be a Christian which I'm not saying I agree with that it's just like why do you think that became such an issue well I think they wanted to pick on me about something, you know, and they can't pick on me that I'm a mean girl. They can't pick on me that I'm, you know, some of the other, what the other girls get flack for. So I think it was just an easy, and it is an easy target. I mean, I am going to have a cocktail. I am, I got, my relationship with God is not, is not about my martini at all. Like he does not care about my martini. And, and I know that. And I mean, no Christian is perfect. That's why you are a Christian is because you're trying to become a better person. The only true perfect person is Jesus. So, so I, I just, that's why it doesn't even bother me. Like you can call me a phony Christian. My relationship with God doesn't rely on what you're saying either. So is that your drink of choice? My drink of choice is a martini. It, well, lower calories and you only need one. And so, I mean, you're not going to, if you can't drink five martinis, you're not gonna be able to walk. So I, I just, I don't know. It just it works or, or vodka soda, you know, cause no low calories. But no, I mean, I do disagree about the fact that you only need one, but it is low. <laughs> it is the lowest calories that I, I mean, I okay, am one every three hours. How's that? Like you, you can have one and then you're good. And then maybe by the end of the night, you want one more. I don't know, but <laughs> I'm like, one is not enough. Two is really what you should have, but I normally have three, but I'm, I'm okay with three, but I agree with you five. You would be like dead. Oh, you wouldn't feel good the next day at all. <laughs> but it is, it is the least caloric drink to drink. Yeah. I mean, unless you're getting the lemon drop martini, then you're in trouble or the raspberry lemon drop or something like that. But Just the vodka. The vodka. What about, were you shocked? Cause listen, like there's all, like you said, there's all these house husbands that are on the show that, you know, like a lot of house husbands just kind of fade into the background, but you know, like Jim was kind of a, I mean, people love to talk about Jim. Like, what do you think that is? Well, his, his, um, demeanor on on the show is is him but I think he I think he's just he has such a unique personality that I think it was really easy for people to either you are on one end of the pole for him on one end of the spectrum you were either love him or completely didn't like him so there was no like middle ground so I think that made for good conversations and good debates between people on on who he really was and you know like a lot of people said like it seemed like he controlled you you know what i mean like that you know he wore the pants you know like old school man and wife like did you get a lot of flat for that because i remember at the time i think you did yeah yeah but now that i'm with drew and i see how a relationship is to be and how it's a partnership and like drew helps me with everything there's no bossing me around like he doesn't he he will say something if it's going to affect hurt me or if, if like I had one friend, there's only been one friend in my entire 
two years with this guy that he ever was like, I really don't think it's healthy to be around her. Like, and he just said it in a really nice way. It wasn't, it, we've never even been in a fight. I mean, it's like maybe one time and it was like, I'm sorry, honey, me too. Okay. That hurt my feelings. Okay. I'm sorry. Okay. Love you. I'm done. You know, it was like over. So I just, I just learned a lot finding Drew and about what a relationship's really supposed to be. That makes sense. Like, do you ever look back at the old episodes you were on and just kind of cringe, you know, like now that you're divorced? Yeah. And- yeah. For sure. And, but I said, I grew, I grew, I mean, in that four years I grew. And, and even since then, now it's been how many years since I've been on the show? 10. And it's like, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a different person. Like I'm a lot stronger. I'm aware of, of what I need to do for me and when to stop putting myself in front of like, like at the very end and put myself in the forefront a little bit more. So it was a great experience. And I mean, I would imagine like you are divorced and like you're in a good relationship now. Like, do you look back and just say like, I mean, it sounds like you were having problems with Jim anyway, but do you look back and say like, now that you watch it, like, okay, this is obviously wasn't a good marriage. Well, I mean, I don't want to say it like that because I, I have three amazing children from it. And, and we did have a lot of good times. I mean, it wasn't the whole, we wouldn't have made it 14 years if we didn't have some good times in there too. Um, I just think instead of growing together, we grew apart and, and, you know, I, I really just, and I wasn't even looking for Drew when he came around. I mean, I just did not even want to get, like I had, I was dating people, but I wasn't ever thinking I would get married again or even be in this committed of a relationship again. Um, the other boyfriends or friends were guys were just more like, you know, light relationships, um, or friendships almost. But, um, but as soon as I met Drew, it was just like, we clicked and it's, it's like, that's the person I know I can grow old with. And he's truly my best friend. Like we don't want to do anything apart. We love everything. And even if we're, even if we're just sitting there, we're having like the most fun. I don't, it's just that energy. When you have your soulmate, I feel like there's just an energy that no words need to be said. Nothing needs to be happening. You don't need to be at a restaurant or having other people be your fun for you. It just, it just works, you know? So I, I'm just really blessed to be where I'm at right now. And I think it makes you like, maybe like look at other people or like it almost helps you see clear. Like if you see other people, you can kind of say like, I don't think that's a great relationship. You know what I mean? Like it's almost like you don't know what a great relationship is sometimes until like you actually have it. For sure. So we were sitting at the, we like to sit at the bar and like talk to other people that come in or whatever. And so we were, we were sitting at the bar and we always make friends. Like we don't leave a restaurant without having a new, like, Oh my gosh, they were so cool. You know, cause we're just both talkative and happy upbeat people. And so we're sitting there and there was this older couple and they were not like saying one word to each other, no words to anyone around them. You could just feel this energy. And Drew and I looked at each other and we're like, we're not going to be 80 years old doing that. Like that is not going to be us. We're going to still be talking. We're going to have a new hobby. We're going to start when we're 80 and one of us can't see and the other one can't hear like we're going <laughs> to. So yeah, it's interesting to, to see other people now. I always say that like to me, the, like the worst death sentence is like to coexist. Like, I mean, that's the exact thing. Like when you see yeah. people out that are just like past the salt, how's the food? Like that to yeah. me is awful. Are you in a, are you in a committed relationship? No, I'm single. Like people tell me all the time. They're like, you know, like I know, like I I just know what makes a good relationship just because I mean, why I can't find one. That's a whole nother story. (laughs) But the other day I was giving advice to a friend and he was like, oh my God, like you really know what you're talking about. I'm like, I do. I just somehow don't know how to apply it to my own life, I guess. 
That's kind of like Ryan Seacrest. If you ever listen to 1027, because I listen to that to get to kids to school, because I, I get all my good gossip from him, like all the good news, you know, from, from him. But so he's always just, I think he's in a committed relationship now, but he's always like, I just, he, before he was or whatever, he would be like, I, I don't know why I can't find the perfect person, but he gives the best relationship advice to all those Ryan Rose's people. And it's like, dude, you're not even married. You don't have any kids. You've never been married. He just knows. So you guys just have that, that gift. I have it. I, I really, I'm not, it's not me. It, there's no ego. I have it. But I think that's also why, like, I won't let myself be like in a coexisting relationship. Well, and that's why you're not settling. That's why you don't have Mr. Right yet. You're waiting for that person to come along and you're not going to settle like many people would that don't have the knowledge you have. They'll just be like, oh, this might be a good relationship. And then they're four years in and wasting all that time. So that's probably what it is with you. That sounds, where did you meet him? Drew? Yeah. So at Mastro's. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Mastro's seems to have all the, all, the, all the fun. But he, yeah, and I was so mean to him because I had just promised God I was going to stop dating. And I'd given a really big tie that I was tired of all the Newport people. And, and I'm like, I'm not going to date anyone else. I'm just going to focus on my relationship with you. So when he walked up, well, his friends came over first and offered us a, a round of drinks. And I told them, no, I'm like, we don't, and I'm with my two girlfriends. And I'm like, nope. Cause we don't want to be stuck talking to anyone. Right. I don't want people, I don't like guys to buy my drinks. So, so then my friends looked at me and they were like, come on. Like they were kind of interested in these, these two guys. They're like, will you be, will you just be our wing woman and stop it? So I was like, okay, we'll take a round of drinks. And then Drew walks over and I'm just like, Oh, good God. <laughs> I'm like, no, but it was so mean. I'm like, I'm, I just tried to talk to everybody else and not him. And he just wouldn't give up. He wouldn't give up. And your other two friends are not with those other two guys, I take it. No, but we're all, fr they're all still friends with them. Yeah, but they're, no, because they, two of them lived away and Drew was the only one that lived here locally, like in Canyon Lake area. So, um, so yeah, they, yeah, it was, that, that was just a, a long, a long, long evening of fun that we had. And then, you know, they, they, I think one of them came in town for one of my girlfriends once. And then it was just like going to be too much, you know, long distance is too hard anyway. But and you just, from there, like, it was, like, that was it? You just kept we, in touch every day? Every day. It was wow. pretty much instantaneous. Yeah. Did yeah. he... I mean, after, after, we went to the second restaurant. Well, the bar, there was a bar that was having live music, and they talked us into going. Um, and I was going to say no. I said no to that, too. But my girlfriends were like, please, let's just one drink over there. Let's just go. So we went, and the band was playing. It was a lot of fun. And then Drew tried to touch my waist or something, and I got really mad. And so I slapped his hand and so his friends put him in timeout in this bar. Okay. So he's sitting over there in timeout and, and like a joke timeout. Right. And I was just like, Oh my God, I'm being so mean to this guy. Cause now his friends are on him and they're mad at him. So I walked over and I just sat down. I said, look, I'm sorry. I'm just in a really, I'm just getting out of a divorce. I'm in a really bad place right now. It's nothing to do with you. And we just started talking from that point on and he made me laugh so much, which he still does. And I mean, it was just, I was like, Maybe you were here the whole time and God sent you because I just prayed about this and tithed and here you are and you must be a gift from God. And it was like, from that point on, we've just best friends and dating ever since. And I think everything happens for a reason, like just in terms of timing and all. Yeah, I agree. Did he know, like, was he like, wait, you look really familiar? Did he know what that RHOC was? He didn't know till the next day when he went golfing with friends and his friends were like, do you know who you are going out with? And they were, he was like, Alexis. And they're like, 
um, no, they Googled them right, Googled me right there on the golf course and Drew called me from the golf course and was FaceTiming me and he's like, you, what, you didn't tell me? And I'm like, well, it's kind of refreshing that you didn't know, number one. And number two, I'm, I don't sit and talk about myself and I don't have any R-H-O-C billboards in my house, you know, like, <laughs> it's just, so it was just funny. Was he like, did he point to certain things he saw when he Googled you or just like? No, he asked some questions about stuff. And, but you know what's funny is I've been on two shows since that. And he, he has, he doesn't, since I've been with him and he doesn't watch any of my shows. Like he doesn't want, he's like, I don't want to, I don't want to know who you are on TV. I just know who you are in person. And so I think it's really funny that he's, he should be the one that's like picking me apart and helping me out and like, don't do that again. Or, or, or what, what was this? And he's just like, no, thanks. No, thanks. Speaking of the two shows you've been on since. So how was marriage boot camp? It was awesome. It was such an amazing experience. I love the company um, and we TV, uh, the boot camp franchise company, and then we TV. And it was just really educational about, and I was in such a low spot because I just divorced I, I was just in such a low, low mental capacity and, and to just be able to be torn down there and then built back up and realize your faults and your weaknesses is just something I think everybody should do, whether it's mine was my relationship with my mom. Um, but whether it's with that or with a marriage, you know, and I often laugh about it because marriage boot camp came to Jim and I many times and wanted us to go on and Jim would always say no. And I'd always be like, let's do it. And I think in, if we would have done it, it probably would have helped our marriage a lot because every single person in that mansion left there closer to their, to their family member than when they got there. So it really, their strategy does work. Wow. And do you think that helped you to like to meet Drew just like in terms of your own shit that you had going on? I definitely think it made me look at the reason why I was the way I, or the way I am. Um, because it does take you back to your past and from when you're a child and everything. And I think, I think it just helps me move forward with my speaking skills with Drew and just every kind of, every aspect of it. I think it just is all, all good. What helped you more like in your internal figuring out your issues that or RHOC? Ooh, both for different reasons. RHOC gave me strength and courage and and thick skin and a lot of knowledge of just that I am a little bit of a pushover at times. Cause now looking back, I would be a different, if I was on the show now, I would be a different Alexis. They would not, I prayed every time before we get on set, I'd, I'd pray, God, please guard my tongue. Cause I didn't want to be one of the ones cussing all the time and this and that. But now I think I would definitely be firmer with the women and have a lot more to say than just taking a lot of what I took. So yeah. So I don't know. They just helped for different reasons. Both, both shows were, were equally important in my, who, making me who I am today. Did you like doing one more than the other? I would imagine boot camp was better. Well, boot camp was just 17 days. You're locked in a mansion. And so it's just totally different where OC is like, or RHOC is your, it's your life. Like you're, you're working six to eight months. I think they're probably working nine months a year now, but I mean, and you're, it's a lot of work. Like you're filming hours upon hours upon hours to just get that snippet for an episode, you know? So it just, it's just a totally different kind, but they're both exciting in their own way and positive in their own way. And now listen, I feel there are so many iconic moments in Housewives history. I have to say one of mine, which really isn't something you did, but Tamara calling you Jesus drugs. (laughs) 
you know, it started as Jesus Barbie, right? And then I was getting all this. I had people sit in me, Jesus Barbie t-shirts asking me if I wanted to start a line with them for the t-shirt line, Jesus Barbie. And then the next show or at the reunion after that, she then termed it Jesus jugs. And it was like, it took everything negative from there. And I'm just like, Oh gosh. <laughs> I mean, it's literally one of my favorite things to say to just, it's I still get called Jesus jugs, by the way. Like I just, it's just, I mean, they're here. Look, they're, they're definitely there. <laughs> I mean, I can't even appreciate them for what they are, but I, in your case, I mean, like when I refer to you lovingly, I, I usually refer to you as Jesus Chucks. Oh, nice. I didn't know that. <laughs> I don't know how lovingly that is though. It's, I think it's a compliment. I think it's a term of endearment at this point. <laughs> it is pretty iconic though. I, it's, it's, most, people say, most people say it's the time when Tamara kicks me out of the gym. Like, like that was a pretty, I think that one made like, that made a list somewhere of the top 10 iconic moments from all, um, housewives was when she kicked me out of the gym because it was just such a I mean I literally thought she was gonna hit me because she got up right up in my face and I'm like oh if she hits me it's gonna it's gonna be going down so it's funny were you like were you really scared of getting hit in that moment I know I really I wasn't scared but I really thought she was going to I was prepared I mean I was mentally preparing myself you might get a black eye right now but she ain't gonna be looking pretty when I'm done with it either so <laughs> it, it didn't matter I was not gonna go down without you know, sticking up for myself if she was going to do anything like that. But, you know, she'd thrown wine on somebody already. She'd, she had sex with her boyfriend in the bathtub already on with children. So I was just like, this girl will do anything for TV, anything. So I, I was expecting to, even for an arrest, I mean, she'd hit me and get arrested and probably wouldn't care. <laughs> so I was just ready. I mean, that's the thing about housewives. Like there are a lot of altercations that you feel, at least as a viewer, like, this could get physical. I mean, things have yeah. gotten physical on certain franchises. Yeah, I think I remember someone pulling hair and then Teresa doing the table flip was super iconic. But yeah, I feel like there are some times where it's, it's, it's gets touched where it's altercations. And out of all your castmates who like would have done anything to quote unquote make a good TV show, you would say who was the biggest offender of that? Oh, just Tamara. I, I think... I think a lot of them would push the buttons pretty far, but I think Tamara will do anything. Are you shocked that Tamara and Vicky are gone? Yeah, I just heard a rumor. I don't know if you've heard this since you're so into the franchise stuff, but I just heard a rumor that they are offering Tamara back now, but I don't know if that's true. I was wondering and, if you could find that out for us. Okay, let me find that out for you. I mean, I think it's like, it's been talked about before, you know, like would they ever take Tamara or Vicky back? I don't know. I have my own feelings on like, I feel like it's hard to go back. Just not even that you couldn't go back. I just think, I mean, I don't work for Bravo. I just think it's, I don't know. Like once you've said your goodbye, like to show up again would be kind of, I, I don't know. Or like, I don't, I don't really know if like Bravo wants that, but I do think that they would ask Tamara back before they would ask Vicky back. Yeah. Vicky's story is kind of done, huh? Like it's just kind of, I mean, I love Vicky as a person. Yeah. Do you keep in touch with Vicky? Um, no, because she, basically when the lawsuit was happening, and I'm not even involved in the lawsuit with Tamara at all. That's only Jim. Um, but Vicky was trying to kiss Tamara's butt or whatever, make up, you know, be friends. And so she told another housewife who then called me, but she was just like, I can't be friends with Alexis because if Tamara, Tamara won't allow that. And so that housewife called me and I was just like, 
F her then, you know, if you're going to, they're going to throw a friendship away because you're scared of someone or you're going to, I just don't like, I don't need washy wavy people in my life. I don't need new friends. And I sure don't need friends that are going to just do something like that or even say that to be in my circle at all. Like just bye Felicia, have fun. I mean, I get it. Like being in this business too. It's like, there's a difference between real friends and like show business friends. Like, yeah, I, but I, thought, I thought Biggie was my real friend. I mean, we were calling and talking about how we wanted Steve and Drew to meet and this and that. And then, and then not, not much later I get that phone call and, and it made sense because Vicky had stopped, you know, saying things on my Instagram and Big, she'd stopped texting me. And so it all kind of made sense at that point. And that's what it was. It was all because of the lawsuit with Jim and Tamara and Shannon. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I can't speak about the lawsuit, so let's not even ask about that. But um, it does not involve me at all. This is 100% all Jim and Tamara. Not, no Alexis in there in that equation at all. That would, that makes sense. And you were already, I mean, did you, all right, so we're not going to talk about it, but like, did you feel like completely in the middle from so many different angles and you oh, really doesn't sure. involve you? I mean, he's my ex-husband and my name is still Bellino. You know, I have three children and will, my name will be Bellino and then Bellino hyphenated to my new name. I, I won't, I, I'm always going to be a part of that family, but um, I felt in the middle and I felt really bad for how it happened and just the fact that what was said that my kids were hearing it and, and wonder, you know, just all of it was nasty. It was all nasty. Were you ever close with Shannon at any point or you never really knew her? Mm-mm. Nope. I think maybe I might've said hi to her or something out in public once, but wasn't like where we just, you know, I know I didn't, we don't really have the same circle or run into each other either. She's another one. I don't see much like around. Are you, do you feel like you were gone before your time? Like, did you not want to leave? Well, the funny part about that is, and I just told Joe this on her, her podcast, but I quit season three, the end of season. No. Yes. The end of season, my third season, which would have been seven. I quit it on the end of seven after the whole, um, Cabo or Cancun Cabo trip or whatever it was where they, they all, you know, beat me up at the dinner table. I then quit that season and they, called me a couple months later, begging me back right, right before they were filming. I, you know, had to do a lot of soul searching and a lot of thinking about it, but I decided to go back. And, um, so then season four, I felt like was a real, or my fourth season, which would be season eight, I thought was a really great season. I'm like, okay, I can do this again. So then I was ready to stay and then they let me go. (laughs) So it was like, okay, quit. I'm back. Then I'm fired. (laughs) The last season was probably like that just because you really did quit at that point. So you're kind of like, I already quit. I wasn't going to come back. So I have nothing to lose now. Yeah, I don't know. I just, once I started filming and, and they were actually portraying me in kind of a, a, of a nice way. And like, and I just felt like I was getting redeemed a little bit and, and like, okay, it's not so nasty after all. And then they fired me. So I just think it's, I, I think it's, the whole thing's a funny little circle, you know? Well, like, thank you, Alexis. Applaud for saying that you were fired because, I, I mean, I, David Yontif, have been fired from many jobs. I don't know why Half no the one- housewives that say that they walked away are lying. The show did not sign them back up again. It's just Bravo's really nice about not throwing them under the bus. You know what I mean? Like, I guess because they want to 
you know, they want us to be successful, but I just don't have a problem like admitting the truth, like about what I don't. That's why I think it's funny when people call me phony. Cause I'm like, I'm the only, I'm like, I was always talking about my surgeries and things that I would get done where half the housewives act like they don't get any work done. And I'm like, you are so, I know your doctor, like, you know, it just, I, I don't know. It just makes me laugh. It's true. I mean, and the thing is right. Like, whether you want to be there or not, most people are going to stay for the money, I would think, year after year. Like, you don't want to be there, and then you get a certain amount more, and you're like, all right, why not? Well, and if you're, that's your style, if that's your full income and you have no other income, then, yeah, you need it, right? You've got to get food on the table. So I understand all of that, but... I, I don't know why it's so hard either. So I, I say this on the show all the time. It's like, I call bullshit on 98% of the people who say they left. <laughs> they didn't yeah. leave. You're, you're right to call bullshit on that. So thank you for admitting that you were fired. <laughs> just for you, David, all for you. It, I appreciate it. So and is it like the typical, you just don't get a contract? Is that how it happened for you? Like, did you they're know really, you were- Yeah, they're really nice about it though. Like they call and you know, it's, a, it's, it's bittersweet for everybody because you spend four years of your life there and it's like you, they grow up with your kids. They see you change. They, so it's kind of bittersweet, I think, for on both ends. Um, but they've got to watch out for the show in the long run, you know, in the, in the long run. And, and if they felt my story was done, I bet they wish they'd have kept me now because they would have gotten the divorce all on it probably. But, <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I, I don't know, but they're, it's great. Did you get a call from Andy directly or from someone else? Oh no. So what I was saying about that is, um, it's the, the owner of the evolution company. They call the production company and they'll just, lightly let you know that you're not getting a contract sent to you. And so, you know, it's a sad day whenever that happens, but. Were you like really upset or you just kind of saw the writing on the wall? Well, I, I, since I'd already quit, I think I was already okay with release from it because I, I had really legitimately walked away. Um, but I was disappointed because I really did have fun on that season eight. I really enjoyed it. I, I just saw a whole new, Maybe because of the fact that I did quit and they asked me to come back, maybe that was what made me enjoy the show. So I don't even know, but there was just something about the way the dynamic worked. So I was really disappointed when, when they didn't, you know, want me back for that season nine. But in looking back, I mean, I wouldn't change anything of how my life has worked out right now. So maybe God needed me to be off that show so I could really focus on my marriage and try to save it as much as possible. Um, and then, you know, a few years later, it still didn't matter, but it didn't work out. But you never know. Like, there's a reason for everything, right? Well, I always say I think you going back would be great just because, like, your life has changed so much. It would be like a brand new housewife. Yeah. Yeah, it would be. But I just am not in that mental place anymore. Like, I've, I've fully moved on. And I just, my life is so stress-free and so zen. And just, I, I just think that chapter is closed for me. Really? Not so I, I would, like, just like boot camp. I went on to boot camp easily. I did Below Deck, like all these other shows, I have no problem. Um, I just think Housewives in general, for me, for me, not for everyone else. I love the franchise. I know it's amazing and super successful. I just, for the walk of life I'm in right now. So if they called right now? Well, they did. They did. And that's when I went on. I went on last season for a one-time episode. I just said, I'll go on one time and give everybody an update of Jim and Drew and all that. And so I filmed that one time with Emily and um, it was a lot of fun. And I love Emily. Excuse me, I had a hiccup. Um, love Emily, but um, yeah, it was fun. It was fun. 
Did they want you to be on more last season than that one time? Not after that one time, but they had originally talk had started because they wanted me to come back on. Um, so I just couldn't do it. So. Wow. Well, like you said, I mean, you are, you get paid to bring, it's drama. That's what they want. Yeah. So if you're in a good, how long have you known Emily? I know you know her well. Um, Probably, what I want to say, four years. Time flies. And I feel like on COVID, I can't keep track of what time frames are anymore. Like how many years ago was it that we met? But um, she would always go into the Pete's Coffee that's right by my kid's school. So we would always see each other in there. And then when she was getting ready to go on the show, you know, she knew I was a housewife. So then we just started talking and, and we just became really good friends. I mean, she's so easy to talk to and to get along with. So then we just meet for coffees and stuff up there. Um, but yeah, she's, she's a lot of, a lot of entertainment right there. <laughs> Did she ask you for advice? Like, you know, you were already friends, like, Hey, I'm, I got this contract. Yeah. Like, Yeah. So and what I, advice did you give her? Well, it's kind of one of those things like you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. So I didn't really, and I've never given any of the housewives like, this is who you should be friends with and this is who you should not be and this is what happens. I just would give her my own personal experiences for what I had happen um, and put it more about like me rather than throwing other people under the bus or telling her to be friends with someone and then it going wrong for her. Like I just... I just tried to keep more, like, I still wanted to educate her and to help her in a lot of ways that I could, but I didn't want to do it by like, you know, tearing other people down or, or whatever. I mean, I warmed her up Tamara. I mean, that's, there's no, there's no uh, love lost there. I, I don't have a problem saying that about Tamara because I really do believe that she's the devil on earth. So I, I, I really do want to help people with that nature and be like, don't trust her as far as you can see her. Don't, you know, she'll do anything. That's it. So if I was asking your back, that's probably why, right? Because she does do anything. What did, so what did Emily say about that after you warned her about Tamara? She goes, okay, thanks. I mean, you know, she's what, she doesn't know her yet. So she wouldn't know what to say or have any personal stories to tell relating to it. So I think she just took it all and put it in her back pocket and, and moved on. And you, you don't watch it now? Like, you don't watch the current seasons? I don't. I don't. And I, no. Do you? You watch all of them, don't you? I watch, watch guys. I mean, partly for this lovely show that I bring to everyone. I have no choice, but I do watch, you know. I see all the other franchises. Do you watch all the rest, too? All of them. Yeah. Wow. What's your, what's your favorite franchise? Um, well, I would, if I, if I had time and, and sat down to watch a, a Real Housewives, it would probably be Beverly Hills. That's a I good did, one. I did watch Atlanta a lot before I was on the show. I liked Atlanta or maybe it was after I got on the show or whatever, but I did watch Atlanta some cause that's a lot of fun too, but there are just so many franchises now. Like, I don't know how you do anything, but watch it then to keep up on it. You're doing a lot of watching. But if you were, if someone said, okay, Alexis, it's going to be a fun time. Forget the OC. You have to pick one franchise. Like we're giving you a contract tomorrow. You would pick Beverly Hills. Yeah. Except that's a far drive every day, but probably. Yeah. Do you do you know any of the other housewives just from being in the Bravo family? Like, do you know any of them well? Oh yeah, Kyle Richards and I used to talk a lot more back when we were both filming. Um, uh, Lisa Vanderpump, I know. So, I mean, I think it's just from all the Bravo. You know, there's there's Bravo events that you go to when you're on the show, and so you just run into people and and meet people then. Totally. Do you know like Gina or Bronwyn? 
Bronwyn, actually, I met out at a restaurant here in OC. She was with her husband and the show had not aired yet, but she just ran up to me and gave me a big hug and said, I'm, I'm the new one on this season. And I was like, oh, hi, good luck to you. And did you have fun and all that? So, um, but I haven't ran into her since then, but she, her and her husband were both super, super sweet and energetic and fun. So do you know, do you know Kelly Dodd? Oh yeah. No, I love Kelly though. Yeah. What do you, how do you feel about all, because she took a lot of heat this year about her COVID. Well, just everyone has said like her, she's said insensitive comments about COVID. Listen, like, listen, you had something for a minute with your something. I didn't even read the, Heather was telling me like with your maid and the couch or something. Oh yeah. Heather, who told you about this? Oh, Heather. Yeah. I got beat up by the, I got beat up by the media and I was just joking. The maid is, my maid is my friend. Like she's been doing my, my house for, I don't even know how long, but it was just funny that I lift up the couch and it's like, but how, how often do they lift up couches to do it anyway? So it was kind of all just, it was supposed to be funny and it just, it took, it took heat, man. I I was like, and then, and then everyone's like, you need to take that post down. And I'm like, screw them. They can be mad all they want. I don't care. My maid's still my maid. She's my friend. She's not offended. (laughs) No. I feel like I'm the same way. I rarely take a post down if it upsets. Like, I'm just like, I don't know. I just feel like I posted it. I stand by it. Yeah, exactly. But Kelly's gotten a lot because of like COVID and she just What did she say? About COVID, does she just say, I don't get on Instagram a whole lot, but does she, does she say it's like bad? Is she like, it doesn't, it's not bad. Like it's not a bad disease or what? Kind of. And like, she's always, she's out a lot without a mask. Like I'm just something, I'm oversimplifying a lot. She flew during a lot of it. Like she had her wedding. Like she gets a lot of flack for her COVID behavior. I don't know. I mean, I'm not, I'm I'm not getting into politics here. Okay. I'm just saying. I'm not getting into politics either. If it's like overly sensitive or if it really is. Is Kelly just so much fun to hang out with? She's a lot of fun. Yeah. But we don't, ever since she's been on the show, we, you know, it's really hard to even, even see each other, but we'll text back and forth here and there. And we know a lot of, we know a lot of the same people. So. Have you met Rick Leventhal? I have not met him yet. No, no, but they look really happy and I'm really happy for them. I've met, I was in Florida at an event and I went to a dinner with Kelly and Rick afterwards and she was fun at the dinner at least. Yeah. She's Listen, fun. as long as you like to have your martini, it's, I'm a very simple girl <laughs> over here. Like just, yeah, that's, do you think like housewives can go on forever? I mean, this has been going on for so long. Like, won't it come to it an end keeps, at some point? It just keeps evolving and you never, you never think it's going to go that sh- that long. Cause look, how long did the Hills go? Cause the Hills was one of the first reality shows. And I think it only made it like what, five or eight seasons. And we're already at season. What is this season now for housewives? Like we're in like 14, 15 seasons, depending upon. It's crazy. So maybe, maybe they're the Energizer Benny and the one that's just never going to, never going to die, you know? Did you watch The Hills? No, maybe a couple of them, but no, not a ton. I've never really been a big TV person, but the one show I have been watching when I get a, a minute while the kids are doing homework or something is 90 Day Fiance. My girlfriend turned me on to that and I won't miss one of those suckers. Okay. It's very addictive. It is so addictive and it's, so crazy about these people. I can't even be away from Drew for more than a day. And how, how do these people live on the other side of the country or the world? <laughs> it takes you, it's just, it's a whole different level of, Yeah. are you going to, what are your plans? I mean, are you, you know, any wedding plans in the near future? Well, he hasn't gotten down on one knee yet. So 
let me just start with that. So I don't really know. <laughs> I don't, all I know is that we're, we're good together for sure. And there he is. <laughs> Here we're he is. talking about you. Hello. <laughs> I've been doing one knee lunges, just practicing. You know what I'm saying? One knee lunges. That's all you need to do. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, I mean, we've seen him on, you know, on How Is Below Deck, speaking of. That was so Drew. fun. So fun. But see, this is the where he messed up. He wouldn't watch Below Deck before. And so we get on it, and then he watches, he did watch our episodes of that. And then he's like, he's man. I would have known so much more if I'd have watched them, like about how they do it. And I'm like, gotta do your research, babe. Did you watch Below Deck before? A little, yeah, some of them, yeah, here and there. Cause that's not one you have to like stay continuously watching to just be able to pick one up here and there. And my kids, it's more about my kids. My kids just love that show. So I'll pop in if they're watching it and watch in the room. It's like one of the highest rated shows on Bravo. Yeah, it's those Vanderpump rules, right? Isn't that that's a, a good, That's a good one. Do you, did you, did you have a great time on like below deck, like filming oh, it? Going? Gosh. It is, it is such a, an experience that I feel like everybody should do. It's, it's only three days on the boat and you, but you are wined and dined and it is an experience of a lifetime. Like you, there's nothing, it's been our favorite and we've traveled a lot together before COVID, but it's our favorite trip so far. For sure. Really? Yeah, for sure. How, what can you tell us about Captain Lee that we may not know? Uh, he's super, I mean, I think you guys get his personality really good. They, they portray him the way he is. He is super, there's times he has to be like, he is on point on that boat and he is like, Hey, and he's like, got to get them to get, hurry. Right. Cause he has this huge multi-million dollar thing and at the palm of his hands. But I mean, he's also super loving and funny and, and just a great person. Like we really enjoyed him. What about, you know, when it all came out and then you saw like Kate Chastain had these comments that like you guys were all PDA. Yeah, and I was, I had to, I, I tweeted her and then she tweeted me back apologizing. I was so mad because she and I got along so good. We even invited her to dinner, but she couldn't go. So Captain Lee came to our dinner instead because we all love Kate. But she like told me over and over how I was her favorite um, charter ever and that our group is super nice and she loved it. And then that comes out and I was, you, you totally are chased. And she was like, I, I still love you. You're still my, my fave. I'm sorry. But you know, cause I guess she has to be pretty honest about it. And we were PD. We are, we do kiss and hug a lot. Like we're just, we're in love. So, but a lot of it was the same kiss they kept showing over and over and over. And it made us look like we were kissing like the whole, the whole trip. And Drew and I were like, we were not kissing that much. Like, I mean, okay, we would kiss, but. <laughs> Did you have so flashbacks much. to housewives of like, okay. I, I see how you're editing this. Oh, for sure. But it was all still in good fun. Like, I mean, I, I don't care if they show me kissing my boyfriend. What type of, I mean, I know he hasn't gotten down on one knee, but like, what do you want? Like a huge wedding or, <laughs> or do you want just I like, a, this up all of a sudden. Um, I don't know. I don't know. She wants it to taste really good. Like probably strawberry flavor. <laughs> I mean, listen, Alexis, you should thank me. Maybe I'm like helping move, you know, like move it along here. Yeah. If I could just give you all the details, but I can't. <laughs> but so no preference, like large or small wedding. No. Well, the funny thing is, is we've had many conversations about it. And I just wanted to just do something, him and I and the kids. And he kind of wants a little bit. He didn't, his first wedding wasn't like 
with best men standing up in like the formal scenario. So I think we're going to lean more towards that, but maybe on a beach or something instead, because we're both water people, but the size of the wedding doesn't really matter. I just know he, he wants more of like the formal kind of, you know, all the, all the things that he missed out on his first wedding. So that's nice. I get it. This is what, you know, this is, you know, you're in love. Of course I have to ask about this. Yeah. What about, what do you think is like the biggest misconception about you from your time on the housewives? Probably the number one where they just said I was so phony because I mean, even you talking to me now, do you get that from me? So I just, I just feel like that was like, I wish they could have made something else up about me that would have been more real, like that I'm, I don't know, a witch or I don't know, just something else. But, but I really don't feel like I'm phony, but I, I take what they say because I did, I did, you know, wear a fake diamond to Mexico because I wasn't going to wear a real one there. Um, so I mean, some of their ideas are, do have some credit credits behind them, but anywho. And then, no, I mean, I get, I do not think that you are, I do not take any phoniness away. Like you don't seem, I mean, you admitted that you were fired. So that's ahead of (laughs) nine, you know, this is my thing. I'm going to remember you admitted it over like 99% of the other people (laughs) that I've spoken to. So do you like, how would you define, like when you look back on this time in your life of housewives, like, what would you say? Like that is. About how, what would I say about housewives? Yeah. Like, just like when you look back upon your own time there, like, how do you remember it? Like, well, like great, but I'm thrilled. I'm, I'm gone now, which I guess you've kind of alluded to. Like what's the no, overall. I kind, of, I kind of feel like I already touched, touched on this before, but it was, it was such a growing learning experience and I'm so thankful I did it. I'm so thankful for the, opportunity and just all the experiences and memories that I had and, and just for it growing me into the person that I am today. So I, I mean, I'm loved that I did it. I loved the time I had on it aside from the times I would cry myself to sleep from, you know, just from stress. But, but other than that, I mean, I'm very content where I am and love life and, and am not regretful of one moment of it. That's amazing. And before we wrap up, do you know Elizabeth Vargas? No, I don't. I don't know her. I haven't even heard of her around town, but. So anything else you would like to cover that we didn't address here today? I really appreciate your time. I really appreciate your honesty. I don't have anything else. I think we covered everything. I had such a good time with you. I think you need to wear your Jesus jugs with honor. (laughs) Do people like when people meet you in person, is that like, do they bring it up and do they? No, no, I think it's too, I think it's too sensitive of a topic to bring up in person, but I do get a lot of it on Instagram and Twitter and all that stuff. So yeah. Yeah. And, I and say a lot this, of them will do it. And a lot of them have the same approach you're taking. Well, they'll, they'll be like, love you, Jesus judge with a heart, you know? So they're not being derogatory. They just really think it's a funny name. So. It, Alexis, it is not the least bit derogatory. It's, it's jealousy. <laughs> like I wish someone had some name for me that they referred to me. Yeah. Hey, they're not really that big. It's all relative compared to this, <laughs> the size of your hand. So I got huge hands. Out. And so, listen, part of this interview. I am a gay man saying that. So like, it's really not offensive. Look, uh, he's, he's like making me turn red now. I'm like, oh my gosh. But he okay. should be, I mean, he should be most of your people who recognize you are women or gay men. So that's okay. You know, I am a gay man saying this, so, you know, but really, I really appreciate it. I mean, what else is, 
Where can people find you online? Um, so I'm Alexis Stash Bellino on Instagram and just Alexis Bellino on Twitter. And right now my Facebook account, something happened to it when I got my new phone. I, I just need to take like the two hours to figure it out. So Facebook's, I'm not even on Facebook at the moment, but it's just Alexis Bellino also. It's all about Instagram, I feel. Yeah. Oh, and I just did get a new TikTok because my daughter's got TikTok. So you can find me at Alexis Bellino Bone, B-O-H-N, because that's Drew's last name, because my name was already taken. There were like two other Alexis Bellinos that had false accounts on there. So I had to do a different name. Are you good on TikTok with your daughter? I mean, I'm um, horrible. We are horrible, but we got a lot of views on Drew and I did our first one with them because they were like, you have to be on our first post. So we did it. We did one with them. It's a lot of fun. But man, I am not a natural TikToker. <laughs> I have to watch. A lot of fun. My girls are having a lot of fun with it. So I have to watch you and Drew. And I love that you use that name. Are you? Is that your plan? You're going to hyphenate your name, like when you I get would. married? Yeah, yeah. I have to keep Bellino for my kids. They they ask me to. That makes sense. So, I'm all about it. Well, I'm going to check you out on TikTok. All right. Thank you. Have a good day. Thank you, Alexis. You're the best. All right. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones and the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're behind the Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind the Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon.